I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Scam Wow. A podcast about scams. I'm Caitlin Broadnick. And I'm Sue Smith. And we we love love scams. Guys, we love it. Now, we don't want to be victims of scam, but there's Mm -mm. there's something about scams that it's it's not murder. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so I'm okay with it. <laughs> like, most people don't die. And that's what I like about scams. I like, they're kind of Robin Hoody, you yes, know? Yes, some, some are great people. Yeah, some of them, they're, they're just doing their best. They are doing their best. And, and we were, I read an article right now, they're saying like, <laughs> right now in the US, that the climate is so that like scam artists aren't that bad anymore. Like, because we're dealing with such difficult, the government's so shitty. There's so much like, horror and yeah. trauma every time you get online and you read about it that it's like eh, if this girl took a little bit of money and duped a rich guy well good for big her deal. <laughs> <You know? laughs> big deal it really is like the climate right now is like you know scammer schmammer whatever whatever <laughs> I was in the doctor's office and they had the WQXR on the classical music okay and one of their um, ads was when the news is too much <gasps> turn to WQXR we're always I was like yeah yeah of course yes, it is too but much. they're even acknowledging it I know and that's and that is so normal like you talk to anyone and they're like look like my dad is a physical therapist in Bethesda Maryland shout out he's the best so now he handed me the other day he goes here I got these printed out he hands me a little pamphlet of meditation. Oh, Dad. And he's like, I think my patients, and it says on behalf of Bethesda Physical Therapy, like he even realizes his patients, like you can do so much with mm-hmm. physical healing, but then there's, the climate is so bad right now. So he's bad. like, I think this is helpful. And I was like, wow, that was incredible. And it really was nice. This little packet of like how to breathe and like tools. And he said, 
one of his patients was like a meditation teacher and he like collaborated with her and now hands that out to his patients. Oh, that's, that's so, so great. I know. I was like, wow, that's so needed. He, he took he's it upon healer. himself. Yeah. I know. He's a healer. Okay, speaking of scams, I okay. um, was in Pennsylvania over the weekend. Yes, you were. So I, yeah, I was. It was campaigning. It was cold. I wore my down jacket. I hated it. Um, mm. And I think tickets are a scam. So my husband was fishing, and apparently you have to have a license or whatever. To fish? To fish. And the warden came by in an SUV and gave him a $200, $200? ticket. $200? Yeah, $200 for not having a license, or a fishing license or something. $200. Did he say, I didn't know, I'm out of state? None yeah, of, of course, of course. His last name is Rodriguez. The guy looks at his ID and he's like, oh, Rodriguez, huh? But that's what he said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was like rural Pennsylvania. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. tickets are a scam. Tickets are a scam. Um, I am, well, speaking of tickets are a scam, so I'm flying with my son who's eight months and my husband mm-hmm. this uh, tomorrow. <laughs> Pretty nervous. And we aren't getting him a seat because he doesn't sit still. So we're not getting him yeah. a baby six. It's sort of a waste of money. Yeah. So friends of mine have said, you know, put your baby on your lap. Um, but then I realized, like, I want a little bit more space. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe I'll pay the extra to get more leg room in case he's wiggling around. And so I call the airline and there is no seat. There aren't two seats next to each other. It's two middle seats on like opposite sides of the aisle. No. Yeah. And she's like, okay, well, like call tomorrow or call in or check in. You know, they always pop up. People cancel. I just thought it was so odd. Like people haven't even checked in yet. That Aren't the seats sort of, can you change your seat a bunch of times? Like, yeah, I feel like it could have worked something out for us. Yeah. One time recently we had seats separately or mm-hmm. like we hadn't paid for the seat assignment. Sometimes you have to pay. Yeah. Um, and we just went up to them at the gate and we were like, my husband was like, Can me and my wife sit together and they s- gave us like the extra leg room ones. Right. That's, and yeah. that's sort of what she was saying. She's like, you know, go like, go see what it's like at the gate. And I'm like, come on, I have an eight month old. Like yeah. you're going to make me jump through another hoop. Like I just, even she knew that there was something shady or you could, that's what bothers me so much about airlines yeah. is that people be like a free upgrade or something crazy. And I'm like, what? I can't get my head around it. They're I think tra- just the fact that I know is that like something, <laughs> there's something I'm missing drives me crazy. They're trying to scam you left and right. For sure. I know. I'm so nervous to fly with him because I know I do this. Like a baby, you see a baby on the flight and I roll my eyes. I don't want to make eye t- mm. contact with the parents. I don't want, I hope they don't sit next to me. I want to sleep. I'm like, shit, I'm that person it's now. Okay. And you hear of like Amal and George Clooney and they're giving people Bose headphones mm. and chocolates or there's something viral, some, you know, great BuzzFeed article about a family who hand cook handmade cookies you know like for what? everyone i don't have any of that shit i'm just like look no, i'm it's poor okay. it's <laughs> and i just hope my baby doesn't cry and he <sighs> might cry and, and you were all babies too and you shit yourselves and you too all are watching tv so yes, who cares? i think that's what drives me crazy is when people are mean and angry about babies i'm like you were a baby that's you were a probably great a shit point baby that is a great point they forget they were babies they were, it's like it's not like I chose to bring a golden retriever. No. And this is you. You were there. You were that. Yeah. And if you have unprotected sex, you could, you could have you one could of those. Have one. That could, could happen. Life. Yeah. It's not hard. <sighs> Speaking <Okay>. of airlines, <laughs> though, I need to tell you one more thing is um, it's a scam that I'm pulling. Um, okay. I like, I like it. I want to fly with my animals from New York to LA. Not right. like a lot of animals, two cats. Um, yeah. And you can get. Uh, e- what are they called? Um, emotional support, emotional yes, support yes, animals. Yes, yes, yes. 
Um, and I was like looking, I was like, how do I get an emotional yeah. support animal? Because Lord knows I need it. Or yeah, like, the, how do I, I mean, get that's them? factual. Like if I had to, yeah, they are for sure your emotional support animals. Yeah, for sure. So there are all these places that are going to scam you and you pay 150 bucks and you can get a letter, blah, blah, blah. So I just messaged my doctor and I was like, can you write this letter? And she was like, yeah, I got you. And she just sent me one like right away. Wow. It was awesome. And I was like, and now the airline can't charge me for it. Like before mm. they want to charge like $150 per animal to bring an animal on. But if you have a letter, they can't charge you for it. And and also you have to, landlords have to let you live there if it's your emotional support animal. Wow. Even if it's no pets. No, I think that's great because as I know you and I will vouch for you, Sue Smith, they are your emotional support animals. They truly are. <laughs> so you're not actually scamming. You're just like getting, you're just not paying over for that. No. Yeah, my dog, I could never say he's my emotional support because he makes me so angry. <laughs> and it's such a difficult <laughs> My dog is enormous. The um, shelter did scam us. They scammed you. They did. They said he was going to be a beagle mix and beagle lab mix. And he is a enormous pit bull Australian cattle dog lab. I mean, this guy is huge. He has a chest of a pit bull. He has a face of a pit bull, but he's like gorgeous and speckled and like attitude of a lab. and. Australian cattle dog, which are actually from dingoes in Australia. Like I found out that's like so the he's lineage. A dingo? Yeah, he's part dingo. So he's like a wild maniac. <laughs> and he's just a beast. He's like 70 pounds basically. And they said he was going to be like a medium small dog. <laughs> oh my God. And they said he was like nine weeks and he was had to have been like five weeks. Like he was a <laughs> tiny, like he didn't even know how to bark yet when we got him. Oh, and so we were like, oh, he's like a little tiny dog. And it's like, no, he was just literally born. Like he was just <laughs> born. He doesn't know anything. And he makes me so angry because he's so bossy. So I literally, it's just like, who's the bossiest in the house? And I have to be bossy with him. And because I'm like a smaller woman, he listens to my husband. And then with me, I have to be like tough and be like, we're not doing that. Like I have to be like very aggressive. And my husband like, it's like, no, you're, you're being too intense. And I'm like, but he doesn't literally you do the low listen. voice. Yeah, yeah. I have to behave. I think I just scared the podcast pug. Oh, podcast pug. Okay. It's okay. You're nice and gentle. Don't be assertive. She's cute. Yeah. So basically I could never scam that to mm -hmm. my landlords because they would see me argue with it. Like, there's no emotional stability That's there. not supporting you. No. no. <laughs> this girl is losing it. Not supporting you. Uh, your scam, Sue? My scam? I got a scam. You want me I to really want to hear it. Okay. So the scam that I picked this week, I've been fascinated by it for a few months now. There's a book about it, but I refuse to buy it because buying books is a scam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> buy my book though, guys. Dangerous Boobies by Kayla Brown. <laughs> buy her book. I did buy yours. <laughs> okay, thank you. I have to plug that at the end of every, I don't even plug my own book. So the scam that I'm doing is called Theranos. It is a blood scam. Um, blood scam? <laughs> blood scam. Like the bloods in the cribs or just your blood? Your blood. Oh, gross. Okay. So this girl named Elizabeth Holmes, she went to Stanford um, in 2003, she dropped out of Stanford to start a blood company. A blood company. Yeah. No, I'm I exaggerating. Hate, I hate her. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. So she wasn't majoring in medicine or science or anything at all. <laughs> she was just like, oh, let me do this. Um, and Ew. she, I know, she, what it is, is she developed a finger prick test that is supposed to test your blood for like a hundred diseases with one drop of blood. Okay. And it's Sounds a scam. like a great idea. Yeah. No, it is a great idea. It's a scam because as you know, like if you get your blood test, the doctor has to tell the people what to test it for. You know what I mean? For they sure. don't just test it for everything right off the bat. They have to be like, 
Well, there's told, like a right? prescription and there's like, like if even if yeah. you get your regular, like if you go into, a, let's say you have to see so your doctor, like gives you a prescription, there's like a huge list and they check everything off. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like they're just checking for everything right off the bat. Automatically, no. No. Um, so Because it costs money to check. Yeah. So uh, Elizabeth Holmes, her Theranos company, her, her blood stuff is doing that allegedly. Um, Theranos means, I really researched that. I guess it's really got it. really deep. It means therapy and diagnosis, Theranos. Oh. Yeah, I know. She sucks. Um, she... Uh, and also, okay, so my information comes from one podcast I listened to with Prebara and um, mm-hmm. John Carey Rue, who wrote this book that I will not buy because I don't buy books mm-hmm. except for Caitlin's. Mm-hmm. Um, and the book is called Bad Blood. So I listened to this podcast with John and I talked to my friend who read the book. So mm-hmm. that's where my research <laughs> is coming from. That's fine. She read it about a month ago, Sam okay. Reese. So, oh, so she's up to date. She's up to date. Yeah. Uh, so Elizabeth Holmes, uh, this is what Sam told me. This is per Sam. Um, when she was a kid and all the other kids were like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And someone was like a doctor, a, a firefighter or whatever. She was always like a billionaire. That's what oh. she wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And she idolized Steve Jobs. Okay. Um, idolized him in, to the point where she wore black turtlenecks all the time. Maybe she still does. She's still alive. She's young. Um, <laughs> black turtlenecks all the time. She has blonde hair. She's cute. Um, so she's developing this Theranos, this blood testing. And she's trying to get investors and she has people come in and she does, she performs the blood test and then she shows the results of a time that it did work. So like she'll, she'll, she'll be like, these are your results, but there's somebody else's results. They're not the real results of the test because the machine is not working. She, okay. So she develops three types of blood machines, the Edison the other thing and the other thing. Mm-hmm. And the Edison is supposed to be able to to test like a thousand drops of blood or a thousand different tests and it can only test 10 and then it breaks down. Um, the other thing uh, is always faulty and testing for the wrong stuff and giving wrong results. And then the third thing, I don't remember what Sam told me. Mm-hmm. Um, so she gets all these investors and she gets like really high powered investors like George Schultz, who used to be um, the secretary of state like these mm-hmm. old Rupert Murdoch invests, right. all these people, they want to get in the ground floor because it's a blood it revolution. Sounds like a great idea. Yeah, it's a blood revolution. Let me look at my notes to tell you who. So I will tell you, so genetic testing is a real thing that's happening and you can take a swab or you can take a blood test and then they test you for different genetic disorders. Yeah. And so right now it is, that's what my book is about too. It, it, this is like the forefront of medicine. So it actually is a smart thing to get involved in because now they're doing preventative medicine. Yeah. So they're finding out based on a genetic, if you have mutations or genetic codes, is that you are more predisposed to, let's say, breast cancer, mm-hmm. lung cancer, skin cancer, like whatever it is, or heart disease or things like that. Mm-hmm. So that is sort of where medicine is going now. So, which is helpful because we can be preventative. But with that, it's like a whole host of like all of your private information is given to these companies. I have issues with that. Yeah, no, that's true. So her investors, Rupert Murdoch, Betsy DeVos, the Waltons of the Walmart. I know. <laughs> of the Walmart legacy, the Waltons, uh, General Mattis and George Schultz, the Secretary of State. So like big guys. Big people. But she's running this like a tech company and not like a healthcare company. Right. And that's a huge difference. She wants to be like a, a Silicon Valley startup kind of. Um, and she wants to be like a Steve Jobs, but she mm-hmm. is a blood lady, you know? Um, so basically she gives these examples to these investors and goes like, oh, this is an ex- example of something that happened. 
sorry, the machines aren't working right now. Yeah. Have did the machines then ever work? I I or don't that part know. Of her scam? That's part of the scam. So I think it's hard to say if they did or not. Um, so John Carreyrou, this guy that is a writer for the Wall Street Journal and wrote the book that I will not buy, mm-hmm. um, calls her a calls it noble cause corruption. So she believes so much she in what she, she really believes in what she's doing. But, uh, but like at some point, you must know. So also, Sam told me from reading the book that her lead scientist killed himself because he was like, he's like, I can't keep lying to people like I can't. Yeah. I mean, that's the opposite of science, Mm -hmm. right? You're doing things. You're working so hard to discover new information and give correct information. And then you're exploiting these people. Now, with this, were people looking for a diagnosis from her? Were people looking for or was it just they were curious? Mm -hmm. What did the blood test prove? Okay. What did the results say? So, okay, So this guy. Bless you. Okay, so this guy, John Carreyrou, so like it would test for all these, all kinds of things. It was supposed to test for all, all these things. And um, it is a competitor. She wanted it to be a competitor to LabCorp, which is like mm-hmm. the big. Huge company. Huge like blood testing company. Yeah. Um, so she wanted to compete with those guys. So this guy, John Carreyrou, went and had his blood test taken from Theranos and then within the hour got it taken at LabCorp. And the two and the results were completely different. Right. And one said his cholesterol, the Theranos one was like extra high. And the lab corp one said it didn't. And like that's really dangerous because then you get on different prescription drugs and then And his doctor really dangerous. This guy's Carrie's doctor became like his partner in taking this girl down. Um, and her blood result from Theranos showed that she had Addison's disease, which I don't know what it is but she didn't really have it. Like it's saying like just false readings all over the place. That's really dangerous. Totally false readings. Um, Super, super dangerous. So what happens is she, uh, John Carreyrou says that all these guys like start investing in her because this one guy, George Schultz, he's in his 90s. She's young and pretty. She's mm-hmm. like blonde. She's she in her 30s. a great sales pitch. Yeah, exactly. She's smart. She went to Stanford. Yeah. So she's good at that. She's a con artist, you right. know? She really is. And he's like, these people just want attention from a young girl. And they're not like, where else are they getting it? Mm-hmm. Or they want to be a part of something trendy and new. And mm-hmm. if they're old and they feel far behind, they're like, oh, look, I'm up on this new cool thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And at that point, all you have is to throw your money at stuff. Like if you're old and you're out of it and out of touch, that is something you can do. And that's how you buy people. So... This guy that works at Walgreens, he's like a head of something at Walgreens, gets like obsessed with Theranos, obsessed with Elizabeth Holmes. He, In a good way or a researching way? Uh, or like I, creepy way? I think both. Okay. Um, so he throws a bunch of money at Theranos and then mm. Walgreens has Theranos in its stores. No. So when Walgreens was pushing the Walgreens wellness centers a few years ago. like what was part of it? That was what that was. Is like you can get your blood tested right in the store and, you, and, and it rolled out in Northern Carolina. California and Arizona and then um it was bad and wrong and people got wrong tests um so then are they is there a huge lawsuit yeah huge lawsuit uh yeah uh uh-huh let me see oh and uh side note her lawyer is David David Boyce B-O-I-E-S who I'm reading an article about he's Harvey Weinstein's lawyer he's a real shitbag don't sue me he makes a lot of money, but he represents a bunch of scumbags and he like intimidates people. Great. Like physically intimidates. That's what we need. Also, George Schultz, the 92-year-old former Secretary of State, 
his grandson Taylor was working at the company and Taylor was like, he quit and was like, wanted to like spill the beans and tell everybody anything, everything. And he became one of Carrie, Carrie Ruth's sources. But then his whole family like turned against him and the lawyer was like bullying him and intimidating him um, to not talk and all this stuff, which is crazy. But I've mm-hmm. heard that that's what this lawyer does. Um, okay. Great guy. I bet he's really fun to be around. Yeah. And at the, so at that point, the height of her success, this company had a $10 billion valuation. So people thought it was worth $10 billion. Mm-hmm. And this, the, the stuff doesn't work. Mm-hmm. The machines don't work. The Addison broke, you know? So what a great scammer. Uh, let's see what happened to her. 2013 was Walgreens. 2015, the Wall Street Journal reported that she was just using regular blood test machines. Oh. And she claimed that they were these special, three special ones. Yeah. I didn't write down what happened to her because like that stuff gets tedious and boring. Um, but all of her money is gone. The company is gone. Yeah. When you go to their website, it's just like a legal. A legal notice. Legal notice, like legal wow. disclaimer. So everything got liquidated to try and pay back investors. I don't think she's in jail yet, but I think that she is poor. Um, so that's what happened. And then John Carreyrou sold his book. And there's A, a documentary on HBO coming out next year. And B, a movie where with Elizabeth Holmes played by Jennifer Lawrence. So that's coming out. Okay. It'll be fascinating. I will watch both of those. Oh, I will see it. Um, but don't you dare read that book. <laughs> I'll read the Read my book. No, no, no. Read her book. I read your book. Um, no, I'm like uh, 75th in line on my library. On your library. <laughs> so I will so read the book. So it's doing well. The book's doing well. The book's really, I think the book's doing well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Can you believe $10 billion? I can believe. That's so crazy. I can believe because the medical industry is so, it's so, it's so difficult because it does so many great things. And then it also is capable of just manipulating people. Yeah. It's so rich. I mean, even, it's even as small as like you go to a doctor's office. And so I used to, I worked at my dad's office as a receptionist for his PT practice. But then that was something I did in between auditioning and and bit jobs is that I would be a medical receptionist and medical receptionists have this like allowance that they are just mean people. Like I worked Mm -hmm. with a lot. And if you ever like call, they're like, what do you want? How can I help you? And it's it's this thing. And I'm like, they're mean because they know that these people have to make this appointment that Mm. they're getting checked for diabetes or they broke their ankle. Like there isn't there's no reason for them to have customer service. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so backwards. Mm -hmm. And I always like really upset me. And it's, you know, if you have a bad day, it's easy to be like kind of cranky, but these people aren't coming to you because they want to bother you. The people are calling for their doctor's appointments because they're in pain. Mm -hmm. And so I just never understood why like, you know, coworkers I'd be with or other medical receptionists were so bitchy and negative and they really got away with it because the patient has to keep calling, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, it'd be so easy to be pleasant. Like it would be so easy. And if you're nice and helpful, like it really does blow their minds. Yeah. But then you have somebody who's like so nice when I call Amazon because I have an issue because like my British gardening show, you know, was delayed. And I'm like, guys, I need it every Friday. I'm very addicted to the show. And they're like, we're so sorry. We'll give you a $5, you know, coupon. I mean, they were so nice to me. And I'm like, why can't doctor's offices 
I am always shocked how like companies are like so some companies are so well run and so nice and then these simple amenities in our lives are Very so simple. shitty like voting for example is yeah. like a shit show like doctors well, offices is also all shit volunteers show. yeah so the poor people are just trying to do the best they can and even just this year this last time i saw ipads in the voting like it's all been mm. paper and pencil before you know what i yeah, mean yeah, like yeah. it's like why is this stuff that's essential to our country like not run properly well it's not and it, because it's to, it's because they know people need it yeah the need is so clear whereas like with amazon is like you could go to another streaming service mm-hmm. so there is competition where i guess you i mean i just i just don't understand but then at the same time i would have people be very mean to me on the phone mm-hmm. as a receptionist and they'd be like well i need this and i and so i know that they're coming from a place where they've had to battle you, you sort of have to, the receptionist is the first person before you get through. Mm-hmm. So they have to like battle you or they're in pain and they call you first to get to who they really want to see. And people would be so mean to me when I was younger because I have a very young voice and I'd answer the phone for my dad. And then I'd be like, oh, Al Brodnick, yeah, the owner, that's my dad. Mm-hmm. And they would just shrink. And these horribly mean middle-aged elitist Bethesdians would just be like, oh, he's told me so much about you how's ballet like all of a sudden they become these incredibly nice Mm -hmm. old people and i'm like no you were so mean and i would always tell my dad i was like this person screamed at me until i slipped on purpose that i was and it seemed like they would treat my mom that way and then she'd be like yep and i'm his wife and i'll or they'd be like he better get that message and she's (sighs) like well i'm his wife so i'll tell him tonight thank you and the person is so upset because you don't know. You always have to treat people like people. You do. You know? And also, if you're calling a doctor's office asking for an appointment, your name's right there. It's not like it's anonymous caller. You're going to then come in on Tuesday at 3 p.m. And everybody's going to know Jane whatever was a huge dick. Yeah. Like, the office knows. It's not a vacuum. That's but so crazy. Also, getting back to genetic testing, I did the um, 23andMe. And I was like, you, when you, I don't, have you done it? I don't like it. Oh, yeah. When you get your results back, they're like, oh, well, we tested for this, this, and this, but we don't test for this. You know I what really I mean? Yeah. I don't like that. So if there was a blood test that would test for everything, I'd be so down for it. Yeah. I, the problem is, too, is that with all of this is that new things are constantly coming down the pike. Like, yeah. there's constant new things and that they're, they're basically the issue with genetic testing and I love it, but it's also a double-edged sword, is that that the treatment for most things is just be healthy, exercise, and eat right. Yeah. So we all are predisposed. And meditate, like yes. Al Brodnick says. Yes. We're all predisposed to so many things. Yeah. So I'm positive for BRCA1, but if, let's say I was positive for something that would give me a high chance of heart disease, well, the only treatment until then is just to eat healthy and so and exercise. So there's so much, sometimes it's hard because you get an influx of information. Yeah. When the solution is just the same that you should be doing anyway. Right. But then in your mind, you have this percentage, you have this number, you have this like looming fear. I think in some ways it's really, really helpful. But certain businesses, um, online mail-in businesses that I'm pretty upset about, they make they make profit off of that. Yeah. It's not your doctor's office bringing it in. It is a private company that's making profit off of this. So then they can sell your genetic information. But they sell it anonymously and they sell it for research. So it's right, like, but the, have it. Kind of. <laughs> you know? I don't know, but they're also making money off of it. 
So they make money. So they yeah. make money and then they sell it to a pharmaceutical company. And then that company then charges you to make you better. So it's, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just all, they are making so much money off of us. Yeah. Where it's like, if it's just through your doctor's appointment, if it's like one lab, then that's you. It's your health insurance. It's like a closed I understand circuit. That. I understand. I just, I mean, and, and then I know that there's a lot of good things and that they found like what some killer, some Zodiac killer because. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I know. I know that's like a good thing, but there's just something about it that feels so icky to Invasive. me. That, yes. Yeah. And that they're like, okay, great. So this information that, you know, is very important to you could, could be life or death, could save you from cancer. We're going to use it and then sell it. And then it's just. So they don't tell you they're selling it. I didn't know they were making money. Well, the thing is that they have all of this, like all of these, you know, that huge thing of terms. We've talked about this on other things, like those list of terms. Mm. And then they can sell it to other companies and then other companies can use they it. They phrase it like participating in studies. So sure. you, I thought that I was doing a good thing. No, you are doing a good Thank thing. You. It is really good. I'm glad you're participating in studies. But I just think there's also to be weary because once they have that genetic information, I just you're fine, but I just don't like the way that they sell advertisement. I just don't like the way yeah. they sell their, and they're like, oh, you could be this, you could be that, you could be Norwegian, you could be Swedish. And it's like, how cute and fun. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but that's your genetic code. Like, it's not just sort of like a fun trying on dresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it is like your medical information. And so totally. when, when a company, my dad has a really hard time talking about him a lot, um, with when hospitals have commercials. Yeah. He's like, a hospital should not advertise you go there because it's an emergency because it's a need mm. people are sick people need to have tumors cut out of their bodies you don't need to have a cute catchy commercial well that's when you go to the doctor's office and you know that they're upselling you or you know well, that they're so crazy yeah. is that like for that then that's them trying to be the most popular hospital no you like like hospital and medical care shouldn't be a popularity contest my brother was telling me he has revenue goals to hit and I was like, mm -mm. like he's the manager of the PT center and he was yeah. telling me that he has like monthly revenue goals. I was like, yeah. that's fucked up. Well, it's also like an amount of patients and yeah. it's, it's really just to get patients in. And then I guess you could look at it as like, he's helping more people. So that's the positive sure. side. But like when it's an advertisement, it's like, are you helping people? Yeah. Or are you just trying to be the most popular and make the most money? So that, that's, that is what I don't like. I do not like, I will say um, publicly, I don't like the commercials of 23andMe. Okay. Because I just, I don't think it's like a fun, like shopping. It's not a fad. No, it's yeah. not a fad. And it's not like picking like, you know, a cool new eyebrow pencil. This is like your genetic information. Yeah. And it could be a lot. And it also is a lot of information for you to take on alone and by yourself. Mm. Like if I, so what happened to me is that I got my information about my BRCA1 um, diagnosis and it was so jarring and so triggering and it was a very cold horrible doctor that gave it to me yeah. and gave me the information and then left the room no and left me alone no. and oh. I, it was horrific and yeah. I was so scared and I felt like I had got cancer it was all bad it sent me on a three-year alcoholic bender I mean it really fucked up my life yeah so that's sort of the issue with these impersonal tests is that then you can just get a piece of paper mail to you yeah if you go see a genetic counselor which is in that circle of like healthcare and mm -hmm. in that circle of like that HIPAA, everything's sort of protected. They're basically like a therapist and a scientist in one. Mm -hmm. And they sit down and they go over everything. And they're like, so here are the genetic results. Really, they don't like the risks don't apply until you're in your 40s. Like mm -hmm. they kind of go through each detail, what you can do. How do you talk to your family members? Because otherwise you're just sort of given this like extreme shock and you don't really know where to go. 
And if you're like me, I hibernated and drank my problems yeah. and freaked out. Yeah. Whereas like if you sit, I really think it's something to sit with in person. And so that's why I don't also like the commercials that they're like, oh, like, you know, look at me. I'm deep sea diving in Africa with my ancestors. And then like also you could check if you have a risk of breast cancer. But mm. it's like I want to sit down. They're not the same thing. Totally. They are completely two separate things. Mm -hmm. It's what is my heritage? And then they're going to also offer something that seems easy. But I want to, if you have an extremely high risk of breast cancer, that maybe you got it from your mother. Also, can I tell it's you? It's just so connected. Also, can I tell you, um, the way that they present the results are very like kind of scammy as well. Oh, I hate Because they'll be like, when I clicked on it, it was like, this is negative, this is negative, this is negative. And then it was like BRCA1, click for more information. So yeah. it was like, oh, click for more information. That means I'm positive for BRCA1. And it wasn't until I clicked on it and read through all the information that I found out it was negative. But I thought I was positive. And I was like sitting with my mom. That's the thing. Is it like you are alone at your computer? Yeah. Where you're alone and you get something mailed in. And like that is not how yeah. you should be it's given shitty. medical information. Mm -hmm. And when I was first wanting to get tested and all this stuff, doctors were very, very, very sensitive about the fact of the emotional effect it will have on you. Yeah. And before all of these companies were started, um, there was unfortunately, a, they this company, Myriad, tried to patent the gene testing, the what? gene, and you're not allowed to patent a gene. No. But because of that, what they were trying to own, which is really shitty, it created a, a holdup and other companies it couldn't get started. Mm. So the only positive thing is while all this like weird bureaucracy that was totally shitty was happening is that you actually did go to a doctor mm. face to face to a person, good doctor, bad doctor. At least they explained it to you. Somebody talked it through to you. It wasn't just this like alone, scarce yeah. feeling. Now, once that didn't get passed, it opened the door. So all these other companies could do it. But then once you have these companies, they're for profit companies. Yes, they participate, but it's not, it's not your doctor. Yeah. And so, so it is available and that's so lucky. And I've had a lot of people that have come to me and they were tested with these companies easily online and then they go to get more information, but that's a really sensitive place and scary place to be in that, like in that moment in between, totally. I'd rather like, if you're thinking about it, go to, I'd always recommend like go to a center that tests, go to your doctor. And that then when she gives information, she can right away give you the next doctor to see the yeah. next person to see. Because when it is something that's heredity-based, it affects, guys, I could talk for hours. When it's something that's heredity-based- Buy your book. I know, it's all in there. It affects your family members. Yeah. It's not like, oh, do I have freckles because of this like funny thing? Or am I just like a person who's freckly? No, it's because your mother, your grandmother. And then when it's something with cancer, it's not, it's not even like, do I have, you know, could I possibly have diabetes? Like cancer affects- so many people so emotionally mm. like this struggle and cancer treatment and and healing from cancer is so huge and so emotional. Mm -hmm. So it's not even like, you know, do we have a tendency for diabetes in the family? Daddy B is, is scary, but a lot of people can live with it. When you bring up cancer, there's such a like huge like volume of emotions and fear and death that mm. is affected with cancer. So I just don't think it's something to be flippant about. It's truly like when I got the results, I'm like sitting with my mom and I was like, oh, I guess I have Praga one. And she was like, 
oh yeah, all your, you know, your dad's mom and all all the women on his side all had breast cancer. And I was like, what? Yeah, I have a whole no new conversation. Idea. Wait, you yeah. do or you don't? No, I thought I did Thank for like God. a half an hour and yeah. then I read my results properly and I don't. I just right. have a gluten allergy. <laughs> <gasps> really? That's so crazy too because I did the whole testing because I thought I had a gluten allergy <laughs> and all I wanted was to find out I had a gluten allergy. And my, my doctor was like, no, bitch. <laughs> you don't have yeah. a gluten allergy. No. She's like, you clearly have BRCA on your whole my dad's the only surviving person in his like, family. Just tell me I have a gluten allergy. That's all I wanted soon. You got oh, it. Sorry. That's okay. Sorry. I'm proud of you. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. You got a scam for me? I got a scam. Okay. I love old cons. And this one is 
hysterical to me. Not hysterical. I mean, it's, it is sad. People died. It's a bad thing. <laughs> she but, laughs hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> but there is this funny thing to me because it at the core of this, it is the shitty, shitty concept of colonization. Oh. And huh? And it takes place in the UK okay. where England was thought it was the most wonderful, most powerful place in the world, and it just took over other countries. And that mentality that the entire UK and all of like the regular average citizens were like, oh, we can do this. Yeah. Other countries were going to explore. They called themselves explorers and they would just ransack all of these other countries and cultures. So this made me laugh. Okay. So there's a guy named Gregor McGregor. <laughs> Gregor McGregor <laughs> yeah. at your service. He was born on December 24th, 1786. So he was a Scottish soldier and he, you know, was around and they call him a Scottish soldier, adventurer, and confidence trickster. So he created his own country. What? He basically went to the new lands and the new worlds and created his own country. He drew British and French investors and settlers to Poyas, P-O-Y-A-I-S, a fictional Central American territory. What? That he claimed to rule as the Kazik, C-A-Z-I-Q-U-E. So he created this country and said that he was the ruler of it. So then he would go to these parties and he would go all around like high society calling himself this like head leader of this country as if a type of royalty and people bought it. I love it. Because they were so fucking dumb and so elitist. He was a part of the British army. He was an officer. He did fight in the Venezuelan War of Independence. So he was a fighter. <laughs> And at some point, he was just like, fuck it, I own a country now. So he claimed that King George Frederick Augustus of the Mosquito Coast of the Gulf of Honduras had created him the Kazik of Poyas, which he described as a developing company, a country with with an existing community of British settlers. So he told British that there's already British people there. Wait, okay, does... So Poyos doesn't mm -hmm. exist? Does not exist. Wow. <laughs> so good. And he de he described it as a developed colony. And so he would go to these people and say, look, we have a colony for you. I'm the head of it. Come on in. So he would get investors. He got people to move there. But where did they move? They moved to this location. And so the location was in South America. He had a bunch of settlers come over, but there was a return of fewer than 50 settlers. So a bunch of people were victim there because they just would come over and try to create land. But there was already people living there. It was a jungle. Is this Mosquito Coast? Yeah, this is Poyas. <laughs> this or is Poyas. But I thought Poyas was fake. It is fake, but it is an area okay. in South America. Okay. This is... I know. Gregor McGregor. Everybody believed him. So then he would go back and forth and he was getting this sort of like glamour and this admiration and they would let him into his parties and he was scamming everyone. I think he also created his own currency. What? Yeah. Can you believe? And the problem, 
That's so rude. It's out of control. Wait, can I tell you, just from like learning a little bit about scams, I think that I, when someone says they're a baron, they're lying. I know. (laughs) It's always the barons. I don't even know what a baron is. Okay. So on the Mosquito Coast, which I didn't know that was a real thing. Mm-mm. Sounds and buggy. At the Cape Gracias de Dios, the area was pleasing to the eye, it says, but unfit for cultivation and could sustain little in the way of livestock. So it was not a place to live, but he dubbed it as Poyas after the natives of the highlands around the Black River source, the Paya or Poyer people, today called Pech. Oh, he, he attended a coronation because he said that he was on the Poyer's behalf. Like he would attend things. Yes. He claimed to have inherited a democratic system of government there with basic civil service and military. To those interested, he showed and said that there was a copy of the proclamation he had issued for the Poyer's on 13th of April, 1821. He announced a land grant. He talked about, he asked uh, people departing Europe to seek investors and colonists for religious and moral instructors and persons to guide and assist you. So he had, he forged documents and used that as proof. And so it's considered like one of the most brazen scams and cons in history, but it just drives me crazy because this is how obnoxious the British were. Like they firmly believed they could just take something over. And then some guy comes in, some Scottish guy and says that he's owning a country. And why wouldn't they believe they're doing that all over? They did it in India. They did it all over all the, the Americas at first. So they're trying to do all this. And the thing was, is that some of these people came over and there wasn't anything there. And then you arrive and you have, and that's what's like the sad part is that you have these settlers. I mean, they're dumb, dumb, dumb people. And but maybe they're not, though. That's maybe true. they just want a better life. I know. You know? And you think it's okay. And he thinks it's okay. And, and, like, and you think it's fine and that they want... I know. They just want to sail to a better life. I know. And here's the thing. It's like in the 1700s, you're discovering land. You're naming the countries. Right. You're seeing what's in the world. Who's going to fact check that? Alongside the land certificate sales, McGregor spent several months organizing an issue of Polynesian government loan on the London Stock Exchange. Wow. Yes, can you believe it? The balls. I know. The London Bank, with a fine reputation, underwrote a 200,000 loan, pound loan, secured on all revenues of government of Poyas. (laughs) Oh, my God. He had bonds. I mean, this guy... Just went for it. And so there were eager settlers. There were people that were so excited to come over. And they believed his story. And it says here that like an, an analyst believed that he probably believed his own story too. I mean, he probably thought he was this hero. Mm-hmm. But you can't just create a – I mean, I guess you can create a country. I mean, they create countries all the time. I mean. But it really was so shady. Wait, so what makes this – so? Really quick, hundreds, mostly Scots, signed up to immigrate. Okay. And enough to fill seven ships. Okay. And then I think only about 50 were left. So they go from Scotland. They go to Poyas, which, by the way, sounds like pollo, the <laughs> Spanish word for chicken. chicken. Yeah. So I keep thinking it's yeah, called chicken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Chicken's country. Yeah, it's chicken. So they go there. That is an actual place. It is an actual place. 
that has, but I guess it's under the the pre the idea that he came over, he conquered it. This is his community. This is his oh, territory. So they're going thinking it's going to be set up already. Set up in some way. And he said it is very lucrative. Like he's yeah. telling people like, okay. if you have, I feel like if you have like a fake government, if you have like checks, if you have um, like parliament, I mean, if you have all this information, if you have money with the London Stock Exchange, yeah, it seems like there's something there. Because they were setting up like settlers camps, like how they did in mm-hmm. the US, and they would create these really shitty like borders that mm-hmm. the natives, could, you know, Native Americans couldn't get into. And so there was some sort of setup and infrastructure. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what is the difference between like a him and a Columbus. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, we don't know what Columbus told people. I mean, he's you gross know? too. Yeah. yeah. But like he came over, he said, oh my gosh, this is my country. Everybody come live here. Mm-hmm. And that's what this guy did. But this guy made money with his face on it. Right. And so okay. basically they said that when everybody reached there, they were bemused to find a country rather different from the sketch descriptions <laughs> with no sign of St. Joseph, a uh, location he said that was there. Um, and they set up camp on shore and they sent search parties. One was guided by the natives and it just sent them to foundations of rubble. Like there was literally nothing there and everybody figured out that they were duped immediately. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and they said women and children were free. What do you mean? So like the men would have to pay for their trip over, yeah. but women and children were allowed to go free. Ugh. So that's so terrible. That's the part that's so upsetting. Gregor McGregor. I know. <laughs> what are we going to do with you? I know. Um. And of course, like everything, everything was fake. There was nothing. There's just, yeah. Was anyone mad? Like, did he get killed? Um, did he get stoned to death? There's no justice for white men. Like, Mm-mm. there's no Yeah, he was accountability. acquitted of fraud. He was acquitted. He went into hiding in the French provinces. Oh, Gregor McGregor crash. <laughs> yeah. It said, um, McGregor issued a French language declaration from his prison cell in 1826, claiming that he was contrary to human rights held prisoner for reasons of which he was not aware and suffering as one of the founders of independence in the new world. So this fucker believed Believed. It. And that's what's so crazy. He said, he was like, look, you can have a country, just got to forge some documents and I'm a victim. This is my country. <laughs> this is my country, guys. You're taking this country. <laughs> I took it first. Yeah. Tag, I'm it. Yeah. You know, people died. <laughs> Families had nothing. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. It's my I'm a country. Yeah. <sighs> White men. I know. So, yeah. And I just think, like, it's so crazy. And it's just so crazy at that time that that was the mentality. You could do that. And that was okay. Yeah. Yeah. The boss. He eventually Ugh. dies. I think he just dies. Regular Jail. shit. Yeah. yeah. Return to Venezuela and death. I mean, he loved Venezuela. Hey, great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, McGregor was duly confirmed as a Venezuelan citizen and a divisional general in the Venezuelan army with a pension of one third of his salary. <laughs> what? Our producer's dying. <laughs> his, after his death at home, he was buried with full military honors. No! <laughs> How does he have honor? Cabinet ministers and the military chiefs of Venezuela marching behind his coffin. No. It was a heroic and triumphant retreat. 
What? A valiant champion of independence. No, this is not a champion. (laughs) This is not a champion. It says, back in Scotland and the McGregor graveyard near Loch Katrine, the clan memorial stones make no mention of Gregor McGregor or the country he invented. Good. So Scotland was like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. But Venezuela was like, you know what? We got a conqueror. (laughs) Well, he did serve in the army. Like, so that's what's so crazy. So he did do service for them, but then he duped all the Scots. Guys. I hate him. So part of today's Honduras that was supposedly called Poyas remains undeveloped in the 21st century. So we could go. We could (laughs) definitely go and do it. And we We should. should. That's the the, Mm -hmm. message of this. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that is an uninhabitable location. Yeah. So he just was like, look, there's like a bunch of trees and shrubs. Let's live in it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Who knows what sort of like crazy scorpion there might be. We'll grow some stuff. Yeah. Perfect. It's so nuts. Mm. And he pulled that scheme on everyone. Man. Isn't that crazy? To be a white man. I know. And there's more details of which I don't, I can't give a book report right now, but I want to. But I just cannot believe, uh, what, what, what blows my mind is all of the money that he had had from, yeah, he held himself president. Like, mm. he, what, whatever it was. He was the king. He was the head. He was a pre- Like, wherever he had to go, he just was in charge of it. Mm. And these people were like, nah, dude. <laughs> nah, bitch. <laughs> no. I mean, can you imagine you're like, you're, you're a woman, you're married to some guy in Ugh. Scotland. He's like, no, 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 this is a great idea. Gregor McGregor, we went to grade school together. He's, uh, he sounds like a made up person, but he's yeah. real. <laughs> no, Come my buddy. Gregor McGregor. Gregor McGregor. <laughs> we got to go to this place. Poyas. Poyas. <laughs> so you go over and you're just like around a bunch of jungle mm. and like. Crazy shit. Mm. And other people that are like, get out of here. Yeah. I'm so glad it didn't work out. But I am sad because they're, so they like, it was something like 250 people came over, 50 lived. 50 lived. Are those 50, did they stay there? No, I think they left. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe one person stayed. Maybe they, they were like, like this really is jungle. <laughs> we gotta this go. Is uninhabitable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can't make it. Gotta go. I know. Ugh. Well, I mean, serves London right, right? That stock exchange. I mean, you're taking everything else. Yeah. Serves you bitches right. Yeah, that's true. You got to have one failure. You got to. Yeah. So, I mean, you could just continue to read. And I'm sure, I think there's like books on it. I'm sure it was something, oh, I could just go into it forever. But what's so crazy, and I think the, the confusing part is that he did do some, he did do like some help on the Venezuelan, like Venezuela loved him. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's so crazy. You know, <laughs> cultures are different. Someone's monster is someone else's king. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just so nuts. Mm. So, so, so nuts. Well, uh, thank you for making me live it. <laughs> great. Thanks, Katie. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you guys. And if you have scams or you want to add more information mm-hmm. or correct, correct our us, scams sure. kindly. Sure. It's not like we do a ton of research. We <laughs> do. Know, we're just getting by. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seriously. And we're just fascinated. But you know what it is? We're fascinated, but we're not going to like be upset. I mean, I'm a little obsessed, but... I just also want to live my life. I got to live my life. (laughs) Yeah, no. So we report on the scams that we think are fun. You can call us, though, if you have corrections 
or if there's something you would like to add. Also, if you have a scam that happened to a family member of yours or that you were involved in, like scams affect us all day, all night. And if your scam is sad, don't worry. We will make it funny. Oh, okay? we know how to spin a scad scam. <laughs> we will spin a sad we'll scam. spin that scam. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can call us at... 347-509-9414. And leave and us leave a, a message. Yeah. Again, that's 347-509-9414. Yeah. Scam Wow! Or you can email us at scamwowpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And we have, in- <laughs> I was going to say we have internet. We have, we have Instagram and Twitter. Oh yeah. Scam wow Podcast all the way. Get us. All right. We're there. Bye. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.